So yes, today Olivia has joined me, and Katie is making her first appearance. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah, let's go on Virgin Podcaster next. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, so we're talking about Ruoni Kenshin, which is an anime that aired, I think, for the first time in 1996, and then probably a little bit later in America, yep. and it was on <laughs> Toonami. Yep. Oh, Toonami. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, so wow. that's that's how I was exposed to it. And yep. Katie, you've seen this before. How did you first come to Ruoni Kenshin? I also um, saw it on Toonami. I believe it was on the Toonami block. It was definitely when I was in middle school. I want to say from like 2002 to 2004, but I feel like it might not have even been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep, yeah, I was in a, I was in middle school. It was uh, right in the tsunami block there with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. So that's oh, what I oh, man. forgot yeah. about Yu Yu Hakusho yeah. as an entity. That can be another one. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Oh my god! No. Maybe I'll have yeah, to. You haven't. Have, you haven't lived. Like, early 2000-level era tsunami. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I really haven't... I just saw Shin-chan for the first time, actually. Was that part of No. That was that, like, a different... That no. was on Adult Swim. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. No. Well, I've just been recently exposed to that, too. Yeah. But... Although, just a sidebar, I don't really know why Inuyasha was on Adult Swim, but Roroni Kenshin was on Toonami, because I <laughs> yeah. feel like they're very similar in maturity level, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they decided that they were going to censor Kenshin and uncensor Inuyasha, but whatever. Maybe... Yeah. I don't know. Is it like a demon blood versus human blood discrepancy? Because Inuyasha slays more demons. Yeah, but I would argue that that's more because they're demons. That's less disturbing. But I don't know. That's yeah. That was maybe what I was thinking. But I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Just just a sidebar. No, that makes yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I definitely like watched Kenshin at the same time I was watching Inuyasha. So the two things are sort of conflated in my mind. But I have gone back to watch Inuyasha like continuously for the past. 12 years. <laughs> Whereas I never, I hadn't ever rewatched Kenshin, so this was the first time I had rewatched it. Well, I feel like there's more to Inuyasha to enjoy because there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's more episodes for one and it's like Real. more of a sweeping story arc with lots of little subplots. And yeah, that's true. Kenshin's kind of just what it is. Yeah, I think it was in the same age range though, like sixth grade and seventh grade. And then I think by eighth grade I was over it and just like never thought about it again until now. So. So what did you think of Ruoni Kenshin the first time you saw it, like, when you were in middle school? Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I I wasn't as picky with anime back then, so that doesn't say much, but I did, like, I did like this Kenshin character, how he was a killer, but he was, like, a gentle, like, character and just kind of, like, defied odds, um, and I found... Like, the his- like it was a really good introduction to Japanese history, so I found how it tied into history entertaining. Mm-hmm. I thought the characters um, were pretty cool at the time. I, ju- I just thought it was, like, a cool show because it just kind of had that, like, sword... I mean, obviously the sword fighting's exaggerated, and it kind of had that mm-hmm. fantasy element, but it was also, you know, about history. Yeah. Um, and this is my side story that I was going to tell you earlier, Um about what I thought of it. So back back in the day, I like me and my friends were into anime, but I had like one friend that like didn't watch anime. So what we would do is we would talk about it, and then she would try to summarize it based on like what we were saying, having oh, not man. watched it. So she like the names were just so weird to her that she just called Kenshin Macaroni. She was just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. so she would be like, "Hey, what happened on Macaroni yesterday?" And I just <laughs> so I think she even had a song that it was just like Macaroni Mac or, some, or something like that. But that's that's my fond memory is just my friend like 
joking about him being macaroni, and now I can't watch Kenshin, and then I just like think of him as macaroni, so. Now, is it just macaroni, or is it macaroni Kenshin? Because I can see both working very well. Either, yeah, either one. <laughs> either or. She, oh, she did, I didn't even no. make that connection. Okay. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Veron- like, I said Veroni, and she, like, oh, didn't macaroni. know yeah. what the yeah. word was, so she just said macaroni. <laughs> nice. Like, so, because I hadn't rewatched this, in my mind, Kenshin was, like, the more serious of, like, between it and Inuyasha, it was, like, mm. more serious, and so then in my mind I thought it, it was a, a better quality than Inuyasha, but then I rewatched it, and mm. I was like, maybe not. No. So, Olivia, what was yes. your first impression mm. of Kenshin, having seen it as a 24-year-old person? Yeah, yeah. so... I found it on Netflix because it's just there and yeah. everything, everything on Netflix that's anime related is in my queue no matter what. And I think, I forget when I, I didn't, po- I didn't pop it on, like I popped it on in my own will and then talked to both of you about it and you were like, but you're watching this, we have to talk about this. Yes, you were the inspiration for this Yay. podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> well then you're welcome. No. <laughs> um, so I, it's a good, it's a good anime to fall asleep to. I have done this <laughs> multiple times. In fact, I did this this morning. I was going to watch three episodes in a row and I watched maybe like a third of one, and then fell asleep. Um, I can definitely see where it reminds me of Inuyasha, like, animation, I don't want to say quality, because that implies a bad quality, but, like, the style and the feel of the animation reminds me very much of Inuyasha. Um, and you can tell it comes from the same time period. Mm-hmm. And I do like it. I think there are elements of it that, as not someone who's coming to it with the nostalgia factor, I'm like, why did they do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, 80s, oh, 90s, what were you thinking? Yeah. Why is this here? Um, but I do think it's kind of a sweet little anime, and I'm glad that I got the chance to watch it. I do think there are some problems with it. But. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what were your impressions on rewatching it now, Katie? Um, it was one of those things where I just, like, like you, I kind of had it in my head that this was, like, a really mature anime, and that it was just kind of, like, in the past I was like, oh, yeah, this is, like, really, you know, mature, deep stuff, and then... I rewatched it and it just didn't hold up. Um, it, it was like the animation is, you know, what it is. It's mm-hmm. what you'd expect for typical '90s animation. Um, I have to say, Kaoru is way more annoying than I remember her being. Yes. Um, so literally, the first yeah. thing I have written down. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I um, and oh, and another thing. I mean, I don't want. I don't want to get into the difference between the dub versus the sub yet, because this is actually my first oh, yeah. time watching the Japanese version, so oh, okay. I alternate, oh. like, I'll watch a Japanese episode, then I'll watch an English episode. Okay. Um, yeah, one thing that I don't remember, and maybe this is just because Toonami didn't, like, show the theme songs, but the theme song oh. is so weird. It's like... The Freckles one? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, really yeah, it's, I'm really glad... No, Heart of Sword... Yeah, Heart of Sword is amazing, but... And that's the song I remember, because mm-hmm. I think they did in the end credits in the English version when they showed it on Toonami, but, um, yeah, Freckles is so weird. It starts off as this, like, punk rock song, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's gonna, like, fight all these guys, and then it's, and then it's like... Like eighty shoujo, and I'm like, what the hell? Is yeah. that the one on Netflix that the Netflix? Yeah, like yeah, high pitched yeah. voice. Oh my god! Yeah. It's like now oh, in my shrunken bosom, I feel afraid. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is not what this show is fucking about. I'm really I mean, I get, I get, I get Karu's a tsundere, so she's gonna have like a small chest. But seriously, people, mm. seriously, that's not what this show is about. Okay. Oh my god, such a weird song. It's really, I'm really glad Netflix skips it when you. Yeah, keep I was gonna say I don't, like, I don't see that because I just like watch it all in a row and so oh, Netflix exactly. just skips it over. Yeah, I see. I, 
Yeah. Mm. I haven't had time to binge watch it, so. I've intentionally jumped over the intro, because I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I always listen to the Oran High School Host Club intro every single time. (laughs) I fucking love that intro. Yeah, it's because it's a good song. It's a good good song. And Fruits Basket Uh, has a really good opening song. Yeah. Um, And Kami Summit Kisses theme song I really like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Bounce Happily. I only watched the dub because as, I think, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast before, maybe just in person, is that I don't like reading when I am watching anime. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm usually watching it while I'm doing something else, and so I don't want to have to, like, be, like, constantly looking at the screen, so I only watch the dub, but it's really bad in Furuani Kenshin. Like, I think that the dubs have gotten a lot better recently, and so then when you go back and, like, watch the shows from, like, the 90s and, like, the early 2000s, you're like, oh my god, this is horrible. Oh my god. Yeah. Central Park Media. If you've ever watched any of their oh. dubs, oh my god, don't. But, yeah. yeah. Don't do it. That's, that's 90s dubs for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but an interesting thing, because Olivia, have you been watching, did you watch the sub or the dub? Or? I've been watching the dub, just because. No, wait. Yes, yes, the dub. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, but, because I was watching it with subtitles in, like, I was watching the English dub with English subtitles in Panera this morning, or this afternoon. And super quick side note, this cute little girl kept coming over and like standing behind my booth watching side <laughs> to watch it with her and then she'd like look at it, look at me and walk away and then hide behind the oh, booth to so look cute. at it some more and I was like, You can watch it, I don't care. <laughs> and then she had to leave. Oh. But, but even with the English subtitles on the English dub Subtitles were different. Yeah, and they weren't saying the same thing. The subtitles are always for like the direct translation from yeah. the Japanese. Okay, so yeah, so that's why they end up different. Um, but yeah, the interesting thing I found because this is my first time watching the sub is that you know the the dub is the dub, but I would watch the Japanese version if it had English uh, Kenshin's English VA because his voice in the Japanese is clearly a woman's yeah. voice, and it's just very off putting for me because I understand like. When you have younger characters like Yahiko, then it's going to be a woman's voice because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a younger character. But it was just so off-putting to hear Kenshin have this very obviously female voice when he's not, you know, he's not gender fluid. He's not mm-hmm. going around. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he's he's a self-identified male. So mm-hmm. it's just very, I, I, I thought that was a very odd choice to have him have such... Um, an effeminate voice, and it does throw me off. So it's like I wish I could watch the Japanese version with Eng- uh, Kenshin's English voice. <laughs> I do like his voice. I feel like it's very there's something very soothing about it. Mm. I think he like grows into it as the yeah. series goes on. Because of when I first started watching, I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I can listen to him <laughs> or like any of them really. Um, yeah. But then oh, I think that that especially the Kenshin voice actor sort of like fell into his character mm-hmm. so that it was okay. Yeah. Does he have the same repetitive inflection in the when he's yeah. like? I I think this yes i do yeah and that's the thing okay. it's so much it's that's the thing it is a lot more seamless in the japanese version like it does feel a little bit yoda in the it english does. in the english mm-hmm. version um but i mean I, I just feel like his voice fits more in mm-hmm. the um yeah in the english version so that's it's like i, I wish i could pick and choose mm-hmm. which voices but do either of you know who bob ross yeah. No. Kenshin reminds me of Bob Ross. I am obsessed I with Bob Ross. Who is he? He's, he's the guy who does the paintings. Well, he's dead now, but he mm-hmm. does the paintings. He did the paintings on PBS where he would just like be like, everybody can paint and yeah. be like, happy little trees oh and happy God. little birds. Yeah. And he was like very soothing. And I, yeah. during last season's finals, I literally watched him for like 12 mm-hmm. hours straight oh because God. it was so, he had like, episode, he did an episode every day for mm-hmm. like 10 years or something. So there's a million of them. Oh, he's wow. also really good to 
fall asleep. Yeah. To. But okay. he reminds me of he reminds me of tension a because they both have like the soothing little yeah. voice, yeah. but also because he used to be um, military. He was oh, a drill yeah. sergeant for yeah. like, the longest time, and then he decided when he came out of the service that he wanted a job mm-hmm. that he didn't have to yell at people. So he's like just very quietly painting and bringing woodland creatures on yeah. the show, and I'm like, this is Kenshin in personified yeah. person from like the Midwest form, and I always think of. Kenshin just being like out of nowhere and put a happy little tree right there. Like, <laughs> Draw a happy little cloud in the sky. That's such a great comparison. I would have never thought of that, but now happy it's like cloud that it is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, oh, Bob man. Kenshin. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of want to talk Ross. talk more about Kaoru and how mm-hmm. she's the worst and how she's like annoying version of Kagome. Because that's all I could think I know. of. Is, like, it's just it, 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 it is funny annoying because sister. in my like before I re- I rewatch Inuyasha recently too, and mm-hmm. in my head. I always thought Kagome was annoying, and that Kaoru was, like, the, like, occasionally annoying, but mostly reasonable, and it's the other way around, like, Mm -hmm. Kagome is, like, mostly reasonable, other than when she's just yelling, Inuyasha, Inuyasha, (laughs) and Kaoru is so fucking annoying, oh my god. It's just, like, such a wasted opportunity, because, like, the way she's set up, she could have been so awesome, and then they just do nothing with her, because she is, like the or the assistant master of her like father's dojo mm-hmm. so like you think oh she could be like this kick-ass awesome lady and then she's just so yeah. she doesn't get the opportunity to do anything ever mm-hmm. she's just exactly. like sort of on the sidelines the whole time and then like even when she's being serious she's totally like played off her laughs which is really just mm-hmm. obnoxious i know that's yeah. like the biggest trope that annoys me is the the faux action girl when you have this female character that's like supposed to be strong but she's just not developed or interesting or just like is just reduced to the token love interest mm-hmm. and I'm just like oh my god and their but. relationship well I've only seen the first season but it's like their relationship isn't even believable no and her relationship with anybody isn't believable yeah I know but ugh, it frustrates me a yeah lot. so <laughs> it's weird cause she's supposed to be like 17 and he's supposed to be like 30 well I, I mean, mean it was olden times but no. I'm just like ugh Gross. Inuyasha's like over 100 and Kagome's 15. Yeah, so. but like there's magic involved, which I feel like sort of it makes it. an exception to mm-hmm. the rule. Not justifies, but yeah, ex- <laughs> makes it an exception. Yeah. How long have you been 17? Yeah. <laughs> it depends. How long have I been tied to this tree? And then I also just like don't like that Megumi and Kaoru are always pitted against each other. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so. Like, oh, no, I thought that was a useless. Oh, I remember. Like, she's the doctor, right? Yeah, she's the doctor. I haven't gotten to that in my rewatch yet, but yeah. is she like. Like, how is she compared to, like, your memories? Um, I honestly didn't remember that she was a character at all. So, I have no, like, real, like, opinion from, like, based on when I was a kid. But, like, maybe it would be okay if they had a friendly rivalry if there were, like, other women in the show. But since they're really the only two women, it's just, like, I don't know who that is. She's, like... She's, like, a ninja girl that follows oh, around that, yeah. like, cool guy. Yeah, I actually have Wait. gotten to her. She's in the second season. Okay. I didn't know her name. Um, but, like, she never interacts with them, really. Is Sonosuke like, the cool guy that she hangs around with? No, no, it's oh. another. He's, she, pretty, he's pretty cool. I like him. I ship him in tension. I think they're together. <laughs> I'm like, No, they're bros. Necessary. They're bros. I know. They could be yeah. more than even that. Though, even though it was, like, one episode later. He, like, fights with them one episode later. They're bros. It's just like, okay, yeah. whatever. Well, my my idea of them being in a relationship was cemented when he was like, I'm gonna stick around and make sure you're still a good guy. I'm like, that's a front because you like him. <laughs> but I get that they're gross. I'm oh, there okay was probably plenty of fic for it. <laughs> yeah. As there should be. Sinosuke's like the only, be- like, remotely believable character to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, I like that he's a good counterpoint to Kenshin. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if the other characters were developed the way they both were, yeah. then it would be great. Yeah. Well, and if you feel like, like all the other characters are sort of just neurotic and crazy, like, yeah. in their own certain ways, and he's the only one that's balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's pretty grounded. And Kenshin is too, but, like, of the all sort of the side characters, he's yeah. the only one who's, like, just like, let's think about things reasonably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kenshin's, like, grounded to the extreme. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be now. Um, I still like him. He's basically Bruce Banner. He has to be. Or exactly. else he becomes a Batosai. <laughs> I like this. Bob Ross, Bruce Banner. Who else can we compare him with? <laughs> I like where this is going. So, if Karu is Kagome 2.0 annoying, does that make... I forget her name. Doctor. Megumi. Does that make her... Um, Kikyo? Kikyo. I don't know. Because she's like... She's like very calm. Yeah. Yeah, but I never thought she was, like, a serious no. love ride. No. Like, I, but I feel like, is that what the show was trying to do? Yeah. Do you think? Well, like, they just put her there to, like, make Kaoru jealous, even though she's, like, not interested in Kenshin. Or maybe she is interested in Kenshin. I think she does say she is interested in him, but they're, like, clearly hinting of, like, her and Sonosuke having a yeah, thing. Yeah, they do that. So, I mean, <laughs> it's obvious that Kaoru and Kenshin are, like, supposed to be together, so I feel like she's just put there to be an obstacle. Mm -hmm. Of course, because you need a bitchy love rival, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Um, have you, either of you seen or heard of Samurai X? Um, I know what it is, but I never watched it. Okay. Could you talk about it? Okay, because it, that's basically the OAV sequel mm -hmm. to Kenshin. There's, like, oh. a few of them, and they were done a little bit later. The animation is a lot better, um... It's very dark, though, because the first one is, like, ten years ago when Kenshin was, like, it, it's, like, the origin story of how he became the Batosai, um, basically, and, like, he actually, like, he had a wife, but she, like, betrayed him, and so he had to kill her, and, like, um, Oof. yeah, it was really intense, at, at least that's what I remember, and then the other one, um, is a sequel, that, um, takes place after the story, and Kenshin and Kaoru, um, did get married, and they have a son, but, like, Kenshin went off again, and I forget why, and he has to, like, fight this guy, and it ends with him having consumption and transmitting the consumption to Kaoru sexually, yay. I think that, like, humor in the show is so confusing, because the yeah. show is obviously targeted towards an older audience, like, just topic-wise, obviously, it's about assassins and, mm -hmm. like, uh, talking about murder every time, and people commit suicide, and overdose on opium but then like the humor is so juvenile and weird mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel like it belongs in that show yeah yeah and maybe that's why they decide to put it on tsunami rather than adult yeah Swim. maybe because yeah i do think i do think it would be like watching this again i agree and i i think it is hard for like and like anyone who's like high school enough to get into whereas like i think when you're in middle school you're still kind of like you still like kid humor, but you, like, want to be more mature, so it's mm. just this kind of weird, like, I don't know. Yeah. And I also feel like they missed the mark on some of the maturity things, because they bring in a lot of, like, political tension and, like, social commentary, and I feel like that could have been... I mean, maybe it is in the other seasons, but I feel like that could have been touched on more. Yeah, more I really feel eye. like I feel like it's kind of wasted the like whole yeah. political aspect because it's like it's a super interesting time in Japan mm -hmm. where there's like these Western outside influences and like the whole country is changing, and then they 
talk about it, like, briefly, usually at the beginning of an episode, for, like, a setup mm-hmm. for a rivalry or a fight, but they don't actually explore, like, the implications, which is really disappointing as somebody who is, like, really into political science. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there are a lot of things that they bring up, like, the name of an era, or the name of a decade, or, like, a thing that was going on culturally, and then they wouldn't talk about it. Well, yeah. I'm like, but I'm interested in what that actually means. Do you think that's because it would be assumed that the Japanese audience would know everything already? Oh, that's an interesting point. But I don't think it's that. I think it's that, like, they don't play with it enough. Like, they don't play with the actual dynamics of what was going on. They just sort of Mm -hmm. use it as a facade for some sort of fight scene. Mm. Yeah. Like, in the one with, um, Yahiko's first, like, battle or whatever. Oh, yeah. The whole thing with, like, the whole, the servant-samurai and master relationship and him saying, like, that's outdated because of whatever. This Mm -hmm. era started a decade ago. And I was like, that's a really interesting concept right there. But okay, we'll have him fight a bunch of adults with a stick. Yeah. Instead. He was super annoying. I could have yes. done without him. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand why he was in the show. Yeah, I don't that, really either. Yeah, he's kind of like the shippo of. The, he is like the uh, shippo of, of the of show. The, but like yeah. shippo does shit. Okay, mm. like he's not like sometimes he's in the way, but he like is actually like a part of the group as like mm. not just like some kid that they sometimes talk to. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, I feel like shippo's more like in, like, the cute sidekick, sometimes helpful, more humorous commentary mm-hmm. quadrant, and Yahiko's kind of, like, pseudo-adopted son who's also just there and makes snide remarks for no reason. I mean, yeah, I think mm. it's because he is, like, mostly used as comic relief, and the yeah. jokes never landed for me. Yeah. That, like, I view him less charitably mm-hmm. than I view Shibo. Well, it's like... He and, well, the other font of comic relief is, like, Kenshin getting hit with stuff. I and know. falling over for no reason. And, like, having giant lumps on his I head. I Poor mm-hmm. Kenshin. Kenshin gets abused. I know. A little bit. Oh, my God. And he's a freaking assassin. He should know better. He should figure out mm-hmm. how to prevent this from happening to him over and over and over <laughs> again. But it's funny. Don't you want to hear Kenshin go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And hear Kairu yell his name and hit him with something? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I can understand because Yahiko's annoying. Like, okay, he, he kind of deserves the abuse, but Kenshin doesn't deserve that. Kenshin doesn't do anything bad. I know. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> I mean, besides, like, murder a bunch of people, but that yeah. was before. Yeah. Maybe um, he just buys tofu. Yeah, I feel <gasps> like... I feel like there are a lot of side characters that are just kind of, like, not necessary. Like, the doctor and his two granddaughters. Like, they're just, like, yeah. what what purpose do they serve? I they're just, like, there. I love the granddaughters. They're really They're adorable. my favorite they're characters. They're cute, but, like, what are they, they're, why are they there? They're, like, the least, like, offensive part of this show to me. <laughs> I do like that they call Kenshin Uncle Ken. Yeah. And that he brings them rice Like, that's, the, like, like, that's, really that's like, when I like Kenshin the most is when he's just, like, hanging out with the Ayame and Suzume, I think that's their true. names are. Yeah, yeah. I was like, are. that's adorable. I would watch a show where they have adventures. That would but, be awesome. Why couldn't it be like... Yeah, but if they were actually uh, developed, though, I just feel like they're not developed well, they're as like, characters. they're like, they're three years old, so... That's not an excuse. Although, I feel like that would make a better show in general if, like, this cool, top-notch assassin comes home from war yeah. and finds out that his brother and his sister-in-law are dead and left him these two kids to raise on his own. <laughs> and, like, it's Uncle Ken and the kids, like, yeah, going no, through the countryside. No, yeah, no, that would, like, that would, that's the thing. Like, if they had character development, like, because they're cute, I just, I just... They're cute. I feel like they're not developed, so what purpose do they serve? I, I don't know. I do say they don't get a lot of 
really, I mean, they are three, so they don't really like, get a lot like of good lines side characters, anyway. though. Yeah. I don't think that they, I think that they are more set dressing than actual characters, mm. so I don't really mind that they're not developed, because so also, I think all children are the same anyway, <laughs> so. So they're basically like if there was a cute dog. Yeah. Because if there was a cute dog, no one would be saying, oh, I wish the dog yeah, had exactly. more development. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Like, what it's are. like Kilala yeah. from... Yeah, they're Kila. <laughs> they're Kila. No, but even Kila has a backstory. That's true. I never really understood that though. No, yeah. but I do like Kila. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, talking about I have Susie. made me think of something. Oh, when Sonosuke comes to fight Kenshin for the first time, this is just a quick side note. Yeah. Um, and the grandfather brings the two granddaughters out, and he's like, "Sorry, I can't fight you right now. There are girls and children present." But Karu and Yahiko have been standing there the whole time. I'm like, did you not notice them? Are they not women and children to you? Like, come on. Come on, Sonosuke. Oh, <laughs> Sonosuke. Yeah, I thought you were talking mm-hmm. about Kenjin. I was like, well, oh, no, no, he yeah. fights around children all the time. <laughs> I know. He's, he's such fine. a great role model. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If he doesn't hurt them, no, he doesn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you guys think about the fight scenes? Um, Looking, like, now just because... Like, that's the thing. I've, like, I just keep on comparing this to something like Samurai Shampoo, which is awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, like, just when I think about the animation in that versus the animation in this, it's, like, pretty much, like, someone will swing a sword and there will just be, like, a still shot of, like, them not moving. Like, that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. a lot of still shots with, like, sound effects thrown in. And, like, that's why I'm saying it just doesn't hold up. Like, at the time when, like, animation was not, like, as good as what we have now. I think that's why in my memory I was like, oh, this is so cool. But, like, for the most part, the animation is uh, pretty disappointing. I feel like they spend more time also talking about the types of techniques they're going to use than rather employing the specific techniques and explaining what makes them different. And I wonder if that's another, like, glossing over historical facts moment. But... Also, the weird 80s, like, color bleeds for no reason. Oh, yeah. And dramatic moments. I'm like, Kenshin's eyes do not need to be yellow right now to connote that he's angry. Yeah. We get it. My favorite part is the completely inappropriate jazzy saxophone <laughs> riff that they use during, like, serious fights. You're like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah, the, like, like I said, the music... It's, like, so inappropriate. I know, the music <laughs> is really inappropriate at times. However, that does work, again, that does work for Samurai Shampoo, which... Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, the '80s just decided to throw themselves in here in this moment. Yeah, the music like made it feel like a video game to me, mm-hmm. like because yeah. that's like that kind of music. It is yeah. like boss battle music. Slash, yeah. I don't play video games, so I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I think you're right though. <laughs> no, it, it, it does feel reminiscent of PS, mm-hmm. like PlayStation cutscenes <laughs> back in the day, like Link. Yeah. yeah, I think just in general, I'm less interested in fight scenes now than I was when I was young. So. Like, I think that is partially the reason why I was like, oh my god, this show is so boring, because it's literally all fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, set up for fight scenes and fight scenes. It really is. Well, you also know there's really no stakes, because you know Kenshin's not gonna die, it's his right? show. You that know, was, who's what gonna I, get hurt? I wrote here, it was like, it's repetitive never. because they never lose, like, so there's no stakes. Right. And, like, that is something that Inuyasha actually did well, is, like, mm-hmm. they would come out of battle, like, worse off... Then mm-hmm. they started, yeah. and so you really felt like, oh, they've been set back, or, like, they've right. advanced, and this is great, and I'm happy for them, mm-hmm. because they were downtrodden before, yeah, but, like, right. Kenshin always wins. Yeah. He literally never loses. Yeah, like, even if, I don't know, even if he met his match, or, like, his sword broke, or 
something injured him to show that, like, yeah, he's powerful, but there are other people who are either as powerful or more powerful. Yeah, I feel like his thing is that because he's too powerful, his thing is just like, oh, I, I have to leave to, like, save you. But then, of course, Karu just follows him everywhere, so it doesn't even matter. And gets so. herself kidnapped for no reason. Exactly. So it's just, it's just kind of like, like, it, it's the, I, I, that trope kind of annoys me when it's like, I must leave you to protect you because uh. it, it always plays out the same way. It's like, okay, Edward, thanks for that. Yeah. One arc I do remember quite clearly is, uh, I believe it's the Shishio arc. He's the, like, he was, like, wrapped up in bandages and, like, he was, like, this big bad. Oh, yeah. And, and he had, like, I remember he had, like, a prostitute lover and, mm. like, he was, he just, like, I remember him being really interesting, but... I don't remember. I think much I watched else. part of that. I, the last like ten episodes I watched, I watched like into this second season, but I was watching while I was like working on other stuff, so I wasn't paying that much attention to like what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that I got introduced to him, but I wasn't paying good enough good enough <laughs> attention. Is that grammatically correct? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I guess of the opponents that you've either remembered or rewatched, which is the most impressive? If if that's even a valid question, or if any of them are impressive. okay, so there was the one guy who stopped people's breathing Janae. by like. Oh, I'm, I was actually I watching just, that right now. I don't understand his powers because his eyes change color for no reason, and he is human, okay. but he has um, exactly that is not a hu- he does not look like a human. Like that's so, the thing. Like who is he? So with him and the like, Oni Waban group, which are like the group of assassins. Yeah. I don't understand if they are, like, supernatural or, su- like, pseudo-supernatural, mm-hmm. and if they are, I find that so uncompelling, because you have this huge era of history, and you could do so much with it, and then you're like, oh, but we're gonna suddenly make it magic, even though we haven't really, like, set a precedent for magic existing in mm-hmm. this world. Yeah, that's that's the weird thing about it, it's like, this is supposed to be real history. These are supposed to be real people. And when you see people that look like cartoon villains, it just kind of, like, it cheapens it. Like, mm-hmm. it makes it seem more juvenile. And uh, I'm just like, this is a guy with, like, a really cool power that could be a compelling villain, but you, like, made him look like this cartoonishly evil, like, dude. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Like, like I just, I just can't, as an adult, I just can't suspend my disbelief. Mm-hmm. Especially because I, like, went in thinking, like, oh, this is just, like, everybody's using their brains and their brawn, and that's it. And then he's like, JK, I have this <laughs> weird, like, chi power or something, yeah. like, that <laughs> is not realistic at all and would never happen in real life. Like, not yeah. that, like, mm-hmm. this would ever happen in real life, but, no, you yeah. know. But on top of that, like, being really good with a sword or being a cool samurai, I can, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. But yeah. then you can just stop someone's lungs. Yeah. yeah. From moving. By just, like, looking at them. Yeah. And then you can do it to yourself by looking at your reflection and you're, I'm like, what are you, Medusa? Come on. Yeah. Don't do this. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was, uh, just watching right now before you guys got here. <laughs> <laughs> Protect the one you love. Yeah, I think I'm done watching Kenshin. I, st- <laughs> I was in the second season, like, last week and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it makes me wonder, because I think... Toonami did not air it to its completion, but it might have just been that I stopped watching, (laughs) Um, but I don't remember watching the entire, like, I definitely watched, like, the first two seasons, but then I 
don't remember the end. I was gonna so. say, how does it end? Do do um, Kevin and Kenji get together? Well, you know they, they do. Yeah. I told you okay, from, the, from like, the OAP. No, no but like know. in the last episode, I watched the last episode once, like a few years ago, just because I was like curious. I was like, what about this Kenshin show I used to watch? <laughs> yeah. And they like he was like somewhere fighting someone I don't remember who from his like past, and then he like came back, and they were like standing on a bridge or like next to the ocean and that fake oh ocean or like oh, the like real ocean yeah. was behind them and then real they were like they 90s. sort of like acknowledged each other but they never like kissed or anything so they weren't officially together but they do end up together yeah okay if you want to watch the depressing OAV but I mean, it's I like it's like it heavily implied that they will yeah. get together. But I, mean, I have no desire to watch yeah, exactly. the like yeah. OVA. So she yeah. lent him her indigo ribbon. Oh. Of course, they end up together. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. I remember there being an episode, and I don't know if this was like real or like I just made it up in my brain, where they're introduced to the new like Western concept of an engagement ring, oh. and like. Kaoru, like, wants Kenshin to get her one, and is, like, trying to, like, telegraph that she wants one, or, like, maybe he gets her one, but she doesn't think he understands what it means. It's, like, so awkward. Are you sure it's not a fan fiction you might No, I'm pretty sure it was a real episode. I will go through and find that one episode and watch that one, and then be like, I'm done with Kenshin. I don't think that I ever was, like wanted to read Kenshin fan fiction. Yeah. I wonder what the quality of Kenshin fan fiction Because is. I also remember... Probably it, better than a show. Yeah, that's how Inuyasha fan fiction yeah. is a lot of the time. But, but, uh, well, I love Inuyasha, but that's nostalgia talking. Yeah. Behind and then mind. I also remember there was an episode where they, like, go and eat somewhere, and they eat at, like, some mansion, and they're using, like, western forks and knives, and they're, like, very confused by it. Yeah. And they, that was... I feel like that was in the same, like... Maybe, arc. yeah. There was, there's an episode that I remember, and it just, like, made me, I, I, like, look back, and I'm like, wow, this, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in anime, mm-hmm. but it was, like, this episode where, like, Kaoru was trying to help this sumo wrestler, and yeah. she had to help to him by one. pinching his I ass, and I'm just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen that's in anime. That's the one the little girl and I were watching in Panera today. Oh my god, oh <laughs> my god. Your mother's probably gonna be like, why are you watching this? In Panera right now. Yep, that is the thing that happens. Yeah. And then Kenshin cuts through a rock because he can't. But he does save the two little girls by cutting through a rock, so I'm like, okay. I didn't finish it, so I don't know if he became a samurai like he wanted. Uh, He didn't become become a samurai, he became a... He got re-welcomed into his sumo wrestler (laughs) stable. That's right, I think that's what they called it. I think they did call it a stable. So. Can we also talk about the one waitress with the southern accent? Oh my accent? god. Oh, okay. Well, that's because I think she's supposed to be from Osaka. Like, because in oh, when okay. they do dubs, mm-hmm. they typically give people from Osaka, like, a southern accent to, like, because that's kind of what it's similar, like, the way Jap- like city Japanese people think of people from Osaka is, like, kind of similar to, like, the way we might think of people like, from the south or from New York City that have, like, really strong accents. Oh. So that's why, like, if, if you notice, like, in Azumanga Daio or, like, other anime, they give people with, um, from Osaka those accents. But I'm not sure. It might have just been random because that was all the rage. Early 2000s was giving anime characters random accents for no reason. So it might have just been random, but... Okay. Well, I'm glad I brought that up because if that's yeah. the reason, that makes more sense. Yeah. Rather than having her just have an accent because she... 
is a waitress at this restaurant. She's a country hick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's working in the city? <laughs> Searching for a man. Oh, oh my god, there's so many AMVs of butter. Have you ever heard the song Butterfly? Like, it's a DDR song. Yeah, yes, I've definitely heard it. Yeah, there's so many freaking Kenshin. I remember so many freaking Kenshin AMVs to that song. Oh my god. I've been searching for a man all across Japan just to find, to find my summer ride. Someone who is strong but still a little shy. Yes. Oh my. Oh my god, so many Kenshin AMVs. I mean, oh. that actually, that song kind of matches him pretty perfectly, yeah. so I can see why they use it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other thoughts on Kenshin that you want to get off your chest? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm pretty good. Okay. I think all of my burning questions have been answered <laughs> regarding plot. Yeah, I like I said, I wish that I had, like... I want to rewatch more of it, but it also doesn't hold up, so we'll, we'll see. I might, like you, I might just one day be like, okay, I'm too bored. But, you can um, just read all the recaps of every episode on Wikipedia, and it's like the same thing as watching it. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> Without the pain. That's yeah. fair. So I, um, yeah, I like Kenshin, but unfortunately it just didn't hold up to my tsunami memories. Mm. Yeah. If you go in with no expectations, it's okay. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not saying much at all. Um, I'm definitely going to find that engagement ring episode, because that sounds awkward. I may have hilarious. just, like, made it up, or, like, maybe it's some other show. Um, I feel like that fits for this, yeah. for this show, though. Like, that premise makes sense to me. Or if it doesn't exist, I'll just write it. Yeah. And I'll also write fanfic about him raising two nieces for no reason. I feel like all episodes of Nostalgia Myalgia end in speculating about writing fanfic. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> As they should, I think. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's the thing, is that I feel like, because I know they did a remake, like, they've done remake OAVs, and there's, like, a live Japanese drama, so, like, I feel like with better animation, um, you know, and more fleshed out characters, I feel like Kenshin has a lot of potential, it's just that it was limited by its Mm. 90s animation and annoying tropiness, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I will say the concept, in general, is pretty cool, and worth delving into more. Yeah. And if they can get Kenshin's original voice actor back, that'd be cool. He's probably, like, 70 years old. <laughs> That's my guess. He could be. Yeah. Actually, I'd like to see if he did anything else to see what his real yeah, I, was. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I can't say I know his voice actor. For, I can't say... Yeah. Most of... I, for the English job, I can't say I really know anything they've been in except uh, Sonosuke's actor, Lex Lang, who is uh, pretty popular. Oh, yeah. In the day, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm always proud of myself when I can notice voice actors and be like, you were in this and this and this yeah. and I know My who you are. My friend was super obsessed with Sashomaru in middle school oh, and she yeah. was really proud of herself when she recognized his voice in a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my god. I didn't know the show was in Dunkin' Donuts. It was, like, it was like a Dunkin' Donuts or like something equally hilarious. Like, yeah. Well, no, no. I, mean, I, I, it, I get nerdy like that too, like at work the other day. Like I was like listening to some like audio files for like mm-hmm. some books I was quality sharing. And I am like 99% sure the voice actress is Ash Ketchum's voice actress from Pokemon. So That's I was awesome. like, I was like, because she's been in a ton of other anime too. So I was like, Flippin' a shit. Yeah. So. Well, I found um, Laura, Laura Bailey, the... the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, doing something else, and I was like, Tara, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? No, she's been a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, she's popular. Yeah. Or, 
You need to watch Full Metal Alchemist because she plays a character that is so unlike Toru. You, uh, it's crazy. That's one thing I have to watch. It's on my two-watch Oh my god, please watch it immediately. I'll delete Roni Kenshin and swap out Stop. Um, okay, so final question. Would you recommend Ruroni Kenshin to anybody, and if so, who? If you're looking to fall asleep quickly, <laughs> you should pair Ruroni with Bob Ross. And, <laughs> no, no, I would say give it a chance if you liked Inuyasha and other of the same period anime. Um, at least watch an episode. Like, a half hour of it's probably worth your time, and then yeah. you can see how you feel about it. Yeah, I would say, like... Because I enjoy it in middle school, so I feel like it's good with that audience. Like, I'd say, you know, mm. 10 to 14-year-olds would probably um, enjoy it. It's, like, a good introduction to Japanese history, um, but it's not, like, the at least the anime, not the AV, is lighthearted enough that it's not, like, crazy. So watch that. Then when you get a little bit older, you can watch the OAV if you're super interested. And then you can graduate to Samurai, Samurai Shampoo, which is... Uh, superior (laughs) yeah i think i would say similarly like i don't think i would like recommend any adult watch (laughs) ruani kenshin for the first time but like if you're in middle school i feel like this is tonally maybe the right place to start Mm -hmm. if you want to start watching anime don't start with this though start with start with inuyasha because because inuyasha because inuyasha like just i feel like is programmed to appeal to middle schoolers Mm -hmm. and also current me <laughs> <laughs> also yeah there's just more to do with that show there's more to yeah. experience thank yeah. you guys for joining me you're welcome yeah, no thank you <laughs> it was good to be here yes it was Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Nostalgia Myalgia. As always, if you'd like to check out our other podcasts like Bardolatry or The Virgin Podcaster, you can check out our website, MinervaMag.com, and we're also on Twitter at MagMinerva. And if you are wondering, the episode of Ruroni Kenshin about the engagement ring is episode 66, so it is a real thing that I did not just make up. And the song that you're listening to right now is the horrific first pop opening of Rurouni Kenshin. Next month, we will be rereading A Wrinkle in Time, so I hope you will join us then. Yeah.